Hi everyone, I invite you to listen to the first episode of my mentorship series here on All Out Coach. You're going to hear from one of the most dedicated, demanding, accomplished and kindest people that I know, who happens to also be my personal mentor and friend. He's going to talk about medicine, the healthcare industry, the physician-patient relationship, the value of education and leadership. And he will certainly inspire you to stretch yourself and lift others. Hello, everyone. Welcome to All Out Coach, where I tell you to stretch yourselves and lift others. Today, I have a special guest. I'm very excited because it's a privilege for me to do a first interview on my podcast with Dr. Keith Ferdinand, the chair of preventative cardiology at Tulane University in New Orleans. Before we start the interview, I want to tell you a little bit about Dr. Ferdinand. He's a cardiologist, a professor, a leader a mentor, a personal mentor of mine, whom I'm very grateful to and privileged to know in my life. He has become a personal friend as well and a family friend. He is a cardiologist who did his training at Howard University. He completed his residency training at Howard University, then also LSU Medical Center. He went to a cardiology fellowship at Howard University in D.C. as well did a lot of clinical work, research, teaching at Xavier University. And Xavier University, College of Pharmacies, where I had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Fernand. I chose an elective rotation at Xavier College of Pharmacy at his clinic in preventive cardiology. And then he went back to uh, Tulane. Also did a lot of work as a chief science officer at the Association of Black Cardiologists. And In my rotation, Dr. Ferdinand inspired me to read many of the newest clinical studies in cardiology, preventive cardiology, many of which he has authored. He's authored over 100 manuscripts. He is a chair and an author of the hypertension guidelines nationally in the United States, JNC7 hypertension or blood pressure guidelines. And most recently, he was inducted into the Association of University of Cardiologists. So with that introduction, Dr. Fernand, I really can't express how excited I am about just having the opportunity to pass the baton back a little bit and just to express my gratitude through this podcast. I'm confident that a lot of those friends and followers of mine at All Out Coach will find your insights on mentoring, on coaching, on leadership uh, useful. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I want to start with just a few questions about why you started in cardiology. What attracted you about cardiology, Dr. Fernand? Well, if you look at medicine, it's one of the leading interactions between humans. People tell us their secrets. They look to us to make their lives better. 
They looked to us to help them live a healthier life. When I got into medical school, I started to learn that cardiovascular disease, that's heart disease and stroke, was the number one cause of death for all populations, black, white, Hispanic, and not only in the United States and in Europe, but also in developing societies. So I wanted to make a difference and address the number one cause of death and disability, heart disease and stroke. Yes, and you have certainly, over the years, I think, contributed to that through the publications, the research that you have done. What mentors uh, have you had in your career? Well, you know, the name of my chair at Tulane is the Gerald S. Berenson Chair in Preventive Cardiology. And Dr. Berenson, many of you may not know who he was, but he developed the Bugalusa Heart Study, in which he took little kids in his town in Louisiana and measured blood pressure and drew blood. And he was able to show that cardiovascular risk factors, including diabetes, hypertension, elevated cholesterol, start not in adulthood, but in childhood. Uh, so he was one of my big mentors, Dr. Berenson. At the Howard University School of Medicine, it was actually a surgeon who was one of my mentors. He recently passed, Dr. LaSalle LaFalle, who taught me the rigors of being a good physician. And in cardiovascular disease, my mentor at Howard was Dr. Charles Curry, who was chief of cardiology. Now, outside of cardiology, are there some other uh, people who inspire you or who have inspired well, you in the past? Surely. I, I'd have to start from my parents. You know, I have kids of my own, they're now adults, and I know how difficult it is to raise children. So I would suspect, uh, I was a young boy, grew up in the Ninth Ward in New Orleans. In order to become a physician, they must have put a lot of time and energy to making sure I had the educational base, the confidence, the self-confidence to move on to be a physician. Yeah. Thank you. I know you've spoken many times about your daughter who used to live in New York City. And, uh, you know, one of the books that have, has changed uh, my views on le leadership has been Leaders Eat Last, where Simon Sinek talks about leadership being synonymous with parenting. Now that I have two children myself, I can definitely uh, tell you that I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Speaking of parents, I have a very personal connection with you, Dr. Fernan. I just want to share some of this part of my story uh, with my followers uh, that my father, he's a physician himself, and uh, he has uh, some kidney problems, uh, has had uncontrolled blood pressure uh, that was refractory to all the medications that he was taking here in New York. And uh, recently, I had to call my mentor and my teacher, my professor, Dr. Fern, you, Dr. Fernand, and uh, as a result of just a few changes that you suggested, that you recommended, that he went back to his cardiologist here in New York as well, he no longer has the uncontrolled blood pressure, and that's all thanks to you. So you've had a tremendous influence in my life and my family, and you're a personal friend and a family friend. You've helped uh, change the course of a lot of the heart disease and hypertension in my friend's families as well. So I thank you for that. It's, it's very personal to me. I want to ask you about advice that you would give those people who connect with me on All Out Coach and who tell me that you know, some of the content it may, it relates to them and has impact that you know, I didn't even estimate, to be honest with you, because that's what drives me forward when I get these kinds of messages you know, from people th that we have impact, that I have impact that I don't know personally even. So what would you suggest to those people who don't have mentors in their life? How do they go about 
finding a mentor? Well, it's, it's tough without having a mentor. To me, you look for someone who can inspire you, who can lead you to become dedicated to whatever field you're in, whether you're a physician, a nurse, PharmD, a medical scientist, public health specialist. You want someone who's not just doing a nine to five and chugging away behind a desk somewhere. Yeah. The vision related to his or her work and can help you develop your own vision for your work. Thank you. And you sure have inspired me over the years. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I chose to pursue the uh, rotation that I did with you because you were a, a teacher, our professor, but then we had the option of choosing an elective. And I was very excited about having the opportunity to spend some time with you, observe you and your Heartbeats Life Clinic in New Orleans. I remember uh, how you pushed me in that first week when I was on that rotation and you challenged me with uh, giving me assignments at home, even after a full day of clinic, you know, you gave me assignments of what latest publications to, to read, to review, and how to apply that information with the patients. Because one of the things that, that I found, uh, you know, very helpful to me and inspiring about you is that not only have you been an investigator, a professor, uh, and a teacher, but you've translated that into clinical benefit. You know, that, that was obvious to me and that was refreshing to me to see and that I always look for in every physician. Uh, so, well, you, know, you know, Tim, it's interesting. Uh, if you go back to that time, 15, 16 years ago, you were a Form D student. And yeah. at that time, people were starting to understand that being a pharmacist, especially an advanced practice pharmacist, is not just someone who counts pills and puts them in a bottle that you indeed are a part of the healthcare team. So one of the things that I would hope people would be dedicated to is going beyond the, the simple definitions of who they are as either a physician, a nurse, pharmacist, whatever, and try to extend their boundaries in which they can make an impact. Thank you. I certainly tried to do that. I don't know how to what level I succeeded. I know in that first week, I didn't have all the answers, Dr. Fernand, but I was going back home and I was telling myself, look, this is very important and I want to be helpful, be valuable to Dr. Fernand's clinic and also to impress him. But also I knew that that would help me. And I really was grateful for all the information, all the time you took away even from the clinic to, to kind of inspire me. And at the end of the day, you know, at the end of that rotation, uh, you empowered me and you trusted me with not just reviewing the medications that the patients were on, but also to even check their the pulses in their feet, for example, and to engage more in their patient histories and so forth. And that's what I often say at All Out Coach, that you want to inspire those who follow my, uh, my vision to stretch themselves, to lift uh, others. And I want to inspire more energy, more excitement, and more meaning in the relationships that they form over the long term. And this is one example and, uh, that, of the relationship that I've formed and cultivated with you uh, over the long term that I'm very proud of. And uh, uh, so, so, you, so you would say dedication, right, is something that you would uh, tell those who listen, right, in terms of how to find mentors, uh, dedication, yeah, you, vision, right? Somebody who has yeah, a vision. You, you picked out a few words, but the one I've heard that you've, and I said it, but you picked it out, is dedication. Yeah. That's not something that you're just kind of doing it out of uh, a need just to have money. Of course, all of us have a good income for our families, but it has to be something that you really want to do. The French have a term, they call it joie de vivre. It means joy of life. 
something that's fulfilling. And you have to feel that whatever you're doing is something that you want to do and you want to do better. I mentioned that uh, you, you're a teacher, you're a professor, you've had many who have come rotated with you and you've had many students and many successful students that have gone on to become leaders. Are there certain qualities that the successful students that you had, you think have, is it, you know, is it anything else uh, or is it something specific or? Uh, well, I think one quality is being on time. On time, okay. <laughs> on time and being yeah. prepared. I'm hearing from you for the first time that you really studied hard. I know you were a good student, but I didn't know you were studying that hard at night. But that's good because that meant the next morning, and we did electrocardiograms, we had the stress test lab, we had echocardiograms, and I would often allow the students to explain to the patients, as you said, these were FOMD students, not just about their medicines, but about their conditions themselves. You learned how to do blood pressures, et cetera. So if you prepare and you are informed, then you become an asset to whatever you're doing. And yeah. even if it's not clinical, if it's just as a medical science liaison, mm-hmm. if you're and you're knowledgeable, then you're not just coming in and reading a package insert to someone. Anyone can do that, but you're bringing value to your interactions. Thank you. Yeah, and I uh, do want to share with a lot of my uh, friends and followers on All Out Coach that I had expressed to Dr. Ferdinand my interest in pursuing a career in the pharmaceutical industry back then, 15, 16 years ago. And during that rotation, he made the time to introduce me to current MSLs or medical science liaisons who fulfill the medical function of the pharmaceutical company and who teach and study science and connect and participate in the relay of science, if you will. So are there particular areas of the pharmaceutical industry that you want to see advanced or transformed or change? Are there new formats of education that physicians find more useful that they're catching on to? Sure. Some, yeah. Well, we know we're doing the web-based uh, talks now where you can actually give a lecture and people can listen to you from around the world, which is very exciting. But nevertheless, I still think there's an important one-on-one human interaction. I don't think the MSL, the medical scientist, is going to go away who actually can have a conversation with the provider, whether it be a physician, nurse practitioner, PA, or another PharmD, having a conversation about some of the newest therapies and innovations in medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there particular areas that you're excited about now in cardiology, for example? Well, you think, yeah. you know, we're doing a lot with lipids. You were around for the statin boom when we first discovered these agents that could really lower LDL. Now we can even go beyond statins. In addition to statins, there's the PCSK9 inhibitors, mm-hmm. which are injectable, and they're developing some agents that actually can change the messaging of the RNA that makes cholesterol. So they're doing a lot now with medicine that we didn't have 30, 40 years ago. Hypertension, mm-hmm. I'll have 125 different medications, and we know that we can do better controlling hypertension than we could decades ago. And of course, in the area of diabetes, there are new agents now that not only lower blood sugar, but may protect against cardiovascular disease, the SGLT2 inhibitors and the GLP-1 agonists. So medicine moves forward. I think it's part of the developing of humankind that we develop new agents to control these conditions. And at All Out Coach, I've posted before on the leadership definition of uh, helping more people in general, helping more than harming them. And based on that kind of very simplistic definition, 
I really consider all healthcare professionals leaders by, by design, by definition, based on those kind of human principles that you just talked about. Would you agree with that, that all healthcare oh, professionals are leaders? 100%. You know, when we talk about education, it comes from the Latin, duce, which means to lead. E, e is out, so it's to lead out. And so we're to lead people. We're to develop information and then pass that information to lead people to have a better understanding of their condition and the conditions of the community, because much of, of medicine is not just the one individual patient. It's the spouse, it's the children, it's the uncles, it's the general community. I often will ask, who brought you today? And the patient will have someone in the waiting room who can be a partner in their care mm -hmm. yeah. to understand their condition. Yeah, in fact, you just reminded me that it's, 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 it's amazing. how I, I remember you, you did that back then, you know, 15, 16 years ago, very often. And I always noted that. I made a mental note to myself that um, you always involved the, the caregivers as well. Now, one thing that I've always admired about you is how you have been able to endure, endure adversity. In New Orleans, there was a time there's, you know, Hurricane Katrina. How have you stretched yourself in life and what were some of the outcomes? Can you address that? I think that would be helpful to, you know, some of my... Well, it really is. Um, August 29, 2005, our cardiovascular center was flooded. My home was in a flat area called New Orleans East, and that was flooded. And we were like abandoned. We didn't know where to go. I landed up in Atlanta, but then my family wanted to come back home, so now I'm here at Tulane. One of the things that you do is you develop a sense of self-worth, and it's not just material goods. So it's not right. machines. Yeah. It's not just your house, the new refrigerator, the fancy television. Yeah. But what you can do to contribute to humankind, what you can do to help your family, what you can do as an individual to develop yourself. So that process of learning and self-development, introspection, looking at yourself, seeing where you can do better in life, that's something can be carried with you even if you lose everything material. Yeah, thank you. I think those are very, very important words that I hope a lot of my friends and followers will will listen to, will comment and share and take to heart, really. Uh, because I do, I remember clearly that period of time. I remember speaking to you at that time. And I'm so glad that you have en endured all that and are extremely helpful to such a great part of our population. Everyone in cardiology knows Dr. Ferdinand and he's con he continues to have a strong presence in New Orleans and uh, give back, continues to give back energy, you know, along the same lines, I, I always admired uh, about you, how energetic you were throughout every conversation you had with your patients and just throughout the day. You didn't take many breaks, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So what are some secrets to managing your energy throughout conversations, throughout your workday in general? Well, on a simple level, I do exercise, I run, I swim, I do light weights. But really, I think the energy comes from that word that you picked out of the things that we discussed earlier, dedication. If you're dedicated to doing the best job you can, then you want to do the best job you can. And so, for instance, if the front office will come and ask me, a lady's a little bit late for her visit, she's 50 minutes late, can we see her? I would tell her, don't ask me, I'm going to see her. I'm not going to tell some 75-year-old lady who maybe had to get a ride from a neighbor or catch the bus who happened to arrive a little bit late, I'm going to send her home. So once I'm in the workplace, 
I'm going to apply myself and I'm going to do it as continuously and consistently as I can. I'm going to take time. I'm going to examine the patient. I'm going to sit down at eye level, talk to them in a competent, literacy level appropriate manner. I'm not using a whole bunch of fancy medical terms to show them how smart I am, but to impart knowledge because then the patient becomes a partner in his or her care. Another thing that I always kept me going was I'd ask, who brought you today? And I'd often bring that person back and make sure that they were informed about the care. If you can remember, Tim, and this predates a lot of the educational things that we talk about now in medicine. We actually had one room that wasn't even a revenue source. It wasn't a, an exam room. It wasn't a testing room. It was an educational room where the patients yes, yes. look at videos and read materials, and there was nothing else. There was no charge for that. They could do that anytime, any day they wanted to. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I, I, I clearly remember that. I clearly even remember leading some of your patients to that room and just keeping them, you know, like uh, letting them stay there, watch the videos, the educational videos. In my family, I have physicians, I have teachers. One of my mentors is my grandmother, for example, who's been a teacher for 30 years. I, I always have a great respect, great deal of respect for the teaching profession. I think it's one of the most fundamental professions without having the right ideology or the right professor, the right teacher. You don't have the inspiration to become a doctor or a lawyer or an artist or <laughs> director, what have you. So you've always been a leader, a teacher, a physician, a cardiologist, and a personal friend. So I, I really uh, thank you for that. And just because I know that you're very busy, I want to wrap up. I have a couple of last questions, very just kind of general questions. I know you've reviewed the All Out Coach, some of the posts, the All Out Coach vision that I have. My vision for All Out Coach is to help more people go all out more more often. Whether or not it's uh, two seconds or two years that it took for some kind of success to take place. I think uh, probably when we reflect, we know that we dedicated a little bit more of ourselves. We gave more of ourselves. And uh, it's for me, it's uh, somewhat of a process rather than the all-in approach where you kind of risk, are risking and you're trying to let go of some resources that you have that are important and just basically put them all on the line that's, that's kind of associated as a risk and it's an episode, I chose the words all out, you know, and I, I always have seen that you go all out with all of your patients and, and in terms of mentoring, teaching and Xavier College of Pharmacy. So in your review of All Out Coach and in, um, in these last few minutes, uh, please feel free to address those, those that, are, that may find All Out Coach relevant to them provide some leadership or mentoring kind of comments. Well, I think, I think you're extending in your own personal life the things that we're talking about and perhaps the things that we shared when you were a student over a decade and a half ago. And that is, you don't want to just be a bump on a log. You want to make a contribution. You want to bring to whatever job you have more than just filling up the time. You want to bring leadership. You want to bring new ideas. You want to be all out whenever you do a job and apply yourself as best you can. Thank you, Dr. Farron. And my last question, I know that you, uh, you're you active on media, you know, on social media and uh, so forth. I don't know uh, whether and to what extent you, you've done some podcasts recently. I know that I'm very grateful for having you and having your time with me. Is there... Is there a particular contact information that you'd like to share so in case patients would like, a, you know, would like to visit or how can people ask you about leadership, mentoring? Feel free to share that with, they, with those. They can contact you and, and you can pass it on through my email. 
I do have a Twitter account, but I don't tweet that much. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think it's at KCFERDMD, at KCFERDMD. So at KCFERDMD on Twitter, right? Yeah. Okay, guys. And if you'd like to contact Dr. Ferdinand, feel free to reach out to me and I'll share his contact information. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Ferdinand. You know, words cannot express how excited I am, how emotional this is to have my first interview with you, with a mentor and an individual that I'm lucky to call my friend as well, not just a mentor and a leader. So thank you very much for your time. It's been wonderful and a privilege, truly. Thank you, Dr. Ferdinand. Endeavors, and I hope that all our coach becomes the success that I know it will be. Thank you. Thank you. And it's been an honor and a pleasure. My pleasure also. Have a great day. Thank you.